Welcome to another episode here at the Midnight Founders Podcast. We're so excited to be with you today. This is AJ Rounds from Rev Road and Jake McCarg from CB Vault. Here at the Midnight Founders Podcast, we focus on telling behind the scenes stories for what makes a successful entrepreneur. We're excited for another week. Here we go. We're here today with the one and only Ben Perkins from Ancaller. Welcome. Thank you for having me. The fun part is both of us have lived in Hong Kong and so off screen or off uh, air we were talking all about how we miss Hong Kong and want to go back. But that's kind of what got this whole thing started about getting him on the show was I saw he was from Hong Kong and then realized that I knew his sister. We reached out and were able to get him here on the show. So I'm excited for Way him. Way cool. Here. City power rankings, Mapleton number one, Logan number two, <laughs> Hong Kong number three. <laughs> I love it. And we can we can put Mapleton 1.5 on both of those because I'm, I'm there now, right now. I'm so. fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those of you that don't know in the audience, Ben is the uh, master of collared shirts, and we're going to talk about that today. So hopefully one day, Ben Perkins is now synonymous with the white collared shirt and beyond, right? And um, we'd love to hear more of your story. Why don't you give us the 30-second pitch about your company? Yeah, it was right before we started. Jake actually stole the words right out of my mouth. It's dress shirts for guys who hate dress shirts by guys who hate dress shirts. I feel like there's a billboard about that. There has been one, and we're going to... Keep playing on keep that. doing it. Okay. Where, I, where I think that's the only way you can really uh, touch an emotional note where it's the, the community that you build around dress shirts is the guy, are the guys who hate dress shirts. And I think it's a big community, big, you know, Tam. And that's who we go after, just the regular everyday guys. So, yeah, I mean, I wish I had something complex in terms of an elevator pitch, but it's pretty simple. I'm a stretchy, stre- stretchy dress shirt salesman. <laughs> I love it. We just got rid of bank or at the top at the bank. We just got rid of ties. And so now I can see, Whoa, I know it's you been guys like, are edgy. I know it's been like 130 Whoa. years. They Coming. just barely, I, they got rid of suit coats a while ago. What happened? I what know, changed? I think it was me. Take credit for it. <laughs> they brought me in and I wore polos and they were like, Jake doesn't look like a bum all the time. Can we so. be like Jake? <laughs> Everyone wants to be like Jake. I think people were complaining. Why doesn't Jake have to wear a tie? And it was because I had a polo on every That's day. Funny. So, but we just got rid of them. And now I see all the officers at the bank have been wearing and collar shirts all the time because you see the little button. But you the couldn't signature see it because they blue, used to have ties. The blue ring around the button, right? Well, yeah, we do have the signature blue ring. The tough part when we first started was saying, hey, how do you create a dress shirt that people like can recognize, but at the same time make it a white dress shirt because you don't want a big swoosh on there. Uh, I probably, bless you, I probably would have had trademark issues if I threw a swoosh on, on yeah, the pocket. I yeah. think so. It's and, probably a big company too. Yeah. It's a small one out of uh, somewhere in Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Beaverton. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, we, we wanted to do the blue button and that, that's the coolest thing about the business now. And I, I don't lose excitement. You know, we're whatever, 250,000 customers in and it's like, hey, I'm actually not related to that person and they're wearing a blue button now. Uh, where, you know, that when... When you first start a business, every customer is either your family, a friend, or whatever the next, you know, ring of acquaintances is. And so it's like, I have never seen that person in my life before. So that's been really cool. Well, tell us about that moment. I mean, the first time you did see someone that wasn't related, where was it? And and how did that make you feel? Uh, it was a virtual experience is the one that okay. I remember. Okay. And so... You know, we're set up on Shopify for any direct-to-consumer brands. Total plug for them. I don't get commission on it, but I think that's, you know, the greatest enabler of shout entrepreneurship out. now. Yeah, big shout out. <laughs> um, and, you know, you, you see every order come in. And by every order back then, it's 
three orders a week or whatever. Your uncle, your cousin. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, oh, this person has the same last name as me. I think it's that cousin I met that one time <laughs> at that, you know, reunion. Uh, or, carefully pull down the shirt yeah, and pack it gingerly. Yeah, and, and, and like, okay, this one really matters because like <laughs> I'm going to see them at Sunday dinner. Thank you, note in each yeah, package. Yeah, yeah, because right? you do that. Uh, and so, and, and there were, I started it and there were a group of, another group of four who were at BYU and their advertising program. So really quick, I had the idea for an Under Armour stretchy dress shirt when I was living in Hong Kong, you know, like Jake had said. And as a 13-year-old, my parents' allowance didn't cover MOQs of 5,000 stretchy dress shirts, it turns out. <laughs> and so I kicked that can down the road. Then I wore a white dress shirt every day in the heat and humidity in the Philippines. And I came home and I was like, hey, dress shirts still suck. How about I do this Under Armour dress shirt thing so I can get a real job? Uh, at the very least, that's like a resume or a resume builder and like interview talking point saying the goal was sell, make, sell $50,000 worth of this product it's, and then be done with it. So anyway, uh, I had the product, but the logo I designed as a 12-year-old on my family's Microsoft uh, uh, paint on the singular desktop computer you had back then. Nice. I wasn't going to cut it. The brand was Wicca Sweat. <laughs> and it was a horrible, horrible <laughs> logo. Uh, Wicca Sweat. Yeah, it was, it was this silhouette with two shadows, and it was like very progressive. Now that I look at it, it was like a male silhouette or male shadow and female shadow, but I forgot to like send to back one of the shadows, so the shadow was on top of the silhouette. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of sinning going on in terms of design. But you were thinking about branding even yeah, that early, yeah, so that's I, great. So I was thinking about it, yeah. uh, but it was thinking horribly, I guess, but at least there was some thought. And so I came home and I was like, Hey, I have this idea, but Wicca Sweat's not going to cut it. Who else is kind of cheap? I'm going to say that. And my sister was at the BYU advertising in the BYU advertising program, had a group of three other guys she did everything with. And it's like, Hey, I'll pay you 500 bucks collectively. If you can come up with like a brand or style style guide and, and do branding and logo work. And they were all looking for, you know, resume builders as well. Uh, it's funny. I think that might still be on our uh, AP where I, I might owe those guys 500 bucks still. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're going to call it. If oh, you're listening, interested, yeah. he's going to give his contact information at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can reach out to AP at andcaller.com. Uh, and anyway, I, I know this isn't answering the question that you had, but it's getting there. And so there were a group of four and we, we launched on Kickstarter and again, we knew every single customer. And it's probably like four months in. So after Kickstarter, when we're the ones hand packaging and fulfilling orders, it's actually about 10 minutes north of here. Uh, so somewhere between kind of Springville and Provo uh, is a storage unit we were fulfilling out of at the time after we graduated from uh, my Glenwood apartment. <laughs> um, anyway, so there was a group of five of us. And when we'd see a Shopify order, if it wasn't someone I knew, it'd be like, hey, Jordan do you know this person? And he'd be like, no. And you start to get excited. And it's like, Lizzie, are, do you know this person? Timmy, do you know this person? David. And David would ruin it all. He'd be like, yeah, that's my cousin. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I remember the very first time we went through that, you know, kind of flow and we we're like, oh my gosh, this is someone new. And it's like so much like diversity and we're like a national brand. I think it was uh, Caldwell, Idaho. <laughs> nice. So not, not like particularly expanding far. Expanding the reach. Yeah, expanding the reach. And I don't know who that customer was, but that was a uh, four-minute way of me telling you I remember the very first like national order who, who was not a, 
acquainted with any of us. Was that like a celebration moment? Like, oh, absolutely. what are we going to do? I, absolutely. It's like, oh my gosh, we are the next Nike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're coming for you. Yeah. So I'm really interested. I mean, obviously you said you had this idea really early on. Um, but like, how did you decide how to make it work? Like, cause you know, they've been making dress shirts the way they've been making dress shirts since the beginning of time and they all suck. So I know yours have like recycled materials, but how did you get there? Yeah. So the recycled materials didn't come at first. So I'm a big, big believer in iteration, but the way we got to the very first prototype, and I wish that I had a technical way of explaining this to you, but the way that I did it was I sent a Utah jazz Jersey and a rail Salt Lake Jersey to a factory in China and growing up in Hong Kong, it was easy because just North of the border, you know, I knew people who had factory connections. So I'll admit that made it easy, but so yeah, you already had the inner circle yeah. right there. In, in fairness, you can just hop on Alibaba.com and do the exact same thing. Sure, so sure. I, I want to everyone to know that that moat is a lot smaller than you think. That that that's my big thing. But that was your tidbit for the day. That's my tidbit for the day. It's not much, <laughs> but but you can do it. If I can do a business, you can. But uh, Alibaba.com. Yeah, I like Alibaba. that. The com. moat is smaller than you think. Yeah. I know that's cool. That's good. Uh, well and, said. And so I, I know it helped that I grew up there, but it was, I, I took a dress shirt that I liked the look of. Again, I hate the fabric. It's like, I, I kind of like the look of this and I love this fabric and, you know, a professional sports jersey. Can you just combine the two? So take this fabric and design it that way. <laughs> and that's the way we got to it. So a little bit of, you know, Dr. Frankenstein, uh, yeah, Dr. Frankenstein's monster was, yeah. was the first uh, prototype we got. So the problems you're solving with your shirt, for those that haven't worn them, they are amazing, huge fan. So is Jake. Yep. So is almost every person, I think, that puts them on because they're incredible. My son, Ashton, who um, he's 15, he hates dress shirts of all kinds. This is the shirt he wears. And because you don't have to iron it, mm-hmm. it looks good. It's <laughs> longer. You know. Um, so those are the problems you're solving is it comes untucked and you sweat easy in those and they never look good and they're wrinkled and and they just they feel funny. They don't feel fit or custom or, and you've, you've handled and solved all those problems. Right? Well, thank you. Yeah. We, we've tried to tackle them one by one. And if I had to use like an over encompassing or like an all encompassing phrase that we've tried to pursue, it's stress-free mm. where, you know, you wear a dress shirt typically in like bigger moments of your life. Let's talk wedding. Let's talk first job interview. And maybe it's changing like Jake said, and that's, you know, battle we're fighting at hand collar where, Everyone hates dress shirts. So yeah, slowly we're moving away from the dress shirt, which is a good thing. I'm a champion of that. Uh, but yeah, you, you wear it during these big moments when you're sweaty and the last thing you want to think about, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting married today. I don't want to iron my shirt or, or whatever. And even if it's you know just regular, you're wearing it on a Sunday. Um, and that's what we wanted to combat, saying, hey, we want it to be as simple as you just throwing on your your golf polo, your Nike tee or, or whatever. And so that was the main thing we wanted to not make you feel like you were a different person, but saying, Hey, AJ, Jake Dalton, we'll take you exactly the way you are. We love you the way you are, which is, let's just say a, you like the Utah jazz and your idea of coming home and relaxing is like going on the ESPN app or it's not looking at fashion, like at GQ. That's, I worded that really poorly, but the idea was, can you just kind of make it a, an extension of everyday stress-free, the average stress-free, guy. comfortable life for the average guy? Yeah. 
So I, I'm really fascinated with this because I know this isn't always the case, but like your first iteration, you sent them over the jerseys, you sent them over the picture of the shirt that you liked, said combine the two, Dr. Frankenstein, it came back to you. Was the first one like you were like, this is awesome. This is exactly <laughs> what I wanted. Or was the first one like, nope. I, I definitely uh, skimmed over that. So they sent back two and, you know, they're both on the opposite end of the spectrum. One was, I mean, let's say like the Incredibles. It's like straight spandex. <laughs> it's straight spandex. It hugs the body. Uh, get out the butter to get no, all the worst parts I mean, of you. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, hugs. Let's just say it hugs. And, and it, it could stretch, I mean, from, from Mapleton to Logan. I mean, it's just straight spandex and there's no real like, structure to it. And then on the other end, it was the most wrinkled product on the whole planet. It, it was like it was like tissue paper almost. Uh, Again, it was different than than cotton. And we said okay, but it was like lightweight and had decent structure. And so again, not being technical in any way, I was like, okay, let's just go right in the middle. I don't know how to describe it, but take the two of these and go fifty percent on both. Neither of these, yeah. Are right. And so so, and then amazingly enough, like I don't know how it happened. That feedback led to almost what you see in our shirt today, except for it being made of recycled materials, incorporating you know recycled plastic bottles and having the stain repellency. Both of those would come at the same time two years later. Um, but and yeah, it, it took just those two rounds of samples to get basically 90% of where we are today. That's amazing. So w- when you're doing the recycled materials and the, and the stain repellent, uh, when those came on board two years later, you said, mm-hmm. was that a game changer? Did that did that change you know the lay of the land quite a bit for you as far as your product goes? Oh, totally. We and the reason we did it was to have like some stickiness to the messaging. Where mm-hmm. before that, it's saying, "Hey, a Nike dry fit dress shirt." If you know, that's the the five second elevator pitch, and I think people kind of get that. But especially you know in 2017, it's like okay. Will it actually look like a dress shirt? Can I get away with wearing it? Uh, and so in 2019, that's when I graduated from school. And I was like, okay, we're doing this thing full time. It's like, okay, how do we, and I hate the word viral moments because it's like, okay, we can't manufacture purple all over again, even as many times as we've, we've tried. But it's like, how can we have a, yeah, again, sticky where it's something that resonates with customers. And the white dress shirt is probably like the least memorable product on the whole planet where I do, I think it does its job if you don't think about it. Yeah. Uh, it's not something you go to bed and it's like, oh my gosh, like the laces are really cool on those or the, you know, the color <laughs> is really cool. It's, it's white shirt with buttons. Uh, and so it's like, okay, how do we get it to stand out? And those were the two things we thought of. We said, hey, we're already, and I, again, I wish I could tell you I, I'm this great engineer, but the 2010 FIFA World Cup, Nike introduced plastic bottles in all the jerseys there. And so they started doing it. And it's like, hey, you know, we're already using polyester. We might as well just recycle polyester and try to be a better business that way. Uh, and so that one was a little bit more about trying to do business better rather than having that be a like a core message that we would send out to prospective customers. It wasn't just a marketing play. Yeah, it, it wasn't just a marketing play because – in all reality, 95% of our customer base at the time was in Utah or the Intermountain West. And that messaging just doesn't resonate as well, which is fine. Um, 
but that that's where we were like okay the stain repellent uh, that i think that's something that that people will be like wow it's we call it a thumb stopping moment so you're scrolling you know on instagram it's like kool-aid getting poured on this guy with a white dress shirt you know the best canvas possible to showcase stain repellency uh there's something to that so both of those came at the same time one genuinely to try to do business better one to be i hate saying it but like clickbaity i mean it really is stress-free and so i'm wearing you you asked a little bit earlier you said what's coming next and we're trying to say okay how do we have different versions of the white dress shirt for different types of customers or not just the white dress shirt the dress shirt and so here's like a, a cotton base um, with most of the same elements. And it's like, okay, can we have a good, better, best or have a product be appropriate for different like scenarios and different walks of life? Anyway. Um, so this is one of your prototypes? This is a prototype. It came, yeah, it came in on Monday. I personally really Oh, it's fresh, hot it. off the press. Yeah, it is. It and is it's short it. sleeve, it, and it's different. It's making its first debut on the Midnight Foundation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I love it. it absolutely <laughs> is. We're groundbreaking. Good yeah. call, Maybe, maybe we'll put some ad spend behind clips that uh, Dalton <laughs> yeah. has of this. Love it. We um, will do that, for sure. Is it the same feeling? Can I just feel it? Yeah, of course, it? of course. And so it's, it's, it's definitely more of like an organic feel. Stretchy. Uh, yeah. But he's still got the same stretch. And we want, we want to have all the same things that customers love. Yeah. Saying, hey, can you just package it differently? Or uh, So anyway, uh, I don't... Oh, in terms of the stain repellency, it's like... It's the very first prototype of this that I wore was a white shirt. And the tiniest little bit of Cafe Rio, like red sauce got on. And... It's like, oh my gosh, it doesn't just come off. Uh, and it's sticking because it's a cotton base. And so we're working on that. But point being, that was like the first time in six years where I'm like, oh, you know, having this stain repellent coating really does make a difference. Of course, you're not going to have these big splashes that we're showing. You're not going to pour Coke on yourself. But uh, <laughs> unless you have kids. Yeah, unless you, unless you have kids. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's like, it's the tiny little things that ruin your white dress shirt day. It's like somehow just a tiny little speck of like something got right here. And then it's like very smudgy fingers. Yeah. From the hug before you leave. Yeah. 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 And, and so even though we don't showcase that, that's like really what we're trying to battle. I love it. So you kind of talked about, uh, this, this moment where you're like, Hey, we're not there yet. You know, like it's not, it's not quite working mm -hmm. the way I expected it to work. Was there ever a moment with the business that you were like, we're done. This is it. Like, it's not gonna, we're not going to make it to tomorrow. We call those midnight founder moments when you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. We are up all night and it up, may stay not. Stay up all night to figure it out. There may not be a tomorrow. Ah, yeah. that explains midnight founder. I've yeah. never had a phrase resonate so much with me. <laughs> yes, we have those all the time. And I have those all the time. Uh, the biggest one being March 2020. For people who don't know, COVID. The very first thing that people stopped wearing and buying dress shirts oh yeah uh, they didn't have anywhere to think about yeah, that they didn't have anywhere to go yeah right? here people are celebrating going home because it's like not celebrating going home but you know you're at home i can wear whatever i want <laughs> people I are, zoom calls you still had to look somewhat professional somewhat but it, you know things descended really quickly <laughs> uh, and, and even even then it's like it's so well, true I'll just use what's what's in my existing wardrobe oh that's true uh because i'm only going to wear it for this 15 minute call to pretend like i'm yeah <laughs> pretend like i'm gonna I'm, have basketball yeah, shorts yeah, on. yeah you have the basketball shorts on and <laughs> it's like oh my gosh that so that's for sure the biggest one where it's like and how far had you been in business at that point 
I mean, technically we launched August, 2017, but really full time, uh, June, 2019. So okay. it was like kind of eight skipped, kind of skipped over that moment too. I want to hear yeah. how quick did it ramp up when you like officially went full time or like started like really producing and then let's come back to this yeah. COVID moment. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally am a fan of just saying the numbers because I've found in entrepreneurship, like people don't say it. It's like, okay, for it to be helpful, I'd love for some specificity. Just yeah. tell me. Just tell me. Uh, and so we launched in 2017. This is net revenue numbers. We did, you know, 30,000, give or take, in the balance of the year in 2017. You have a lot of cousins. Yeah, a lot of cousins between <laughs> the five of us <laughs> and friends. It's a lot of shirts. Yeah. Our AOV was much higher back then because, like, my grandma would feel bad for you know, our grandson trying to sell stretchy dress shirts. It's like, I'll buy eight of them. <laughs> um, so 2018, again, just doing it passively while in school. We did 70,000 in net revenue numbers. 2019, we decided to do it full-time, very much at the behest of like local, you know, local Rev shops road. and like a Rev Road where they'd come to the pitch competitions. Like, hey, you have some traction. Like, Are you doing this thing for real? Uh, so 2019, we did 300,000. And then I'll you know save the other numbers because I think that's where we come back in. But 2019, when we decided to do it full time, the main difference was we just like started emailing our customers. We didn't do any ad spend for those three years, and it was just again very very passive. It's like we see an order. That's pretty good growth from 70 to 300 just doing like email campaigns. That's awesome. That's fundable from a bank standpoint, right, Jake? Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll consider that an LOI. <laughs> there you uh, go. I'll take that to the bank. Um, Literally. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it, looking back on it in hindsight, I'm like, hey, I'm really glad about that like kind of growth story where we didn't brute force our way. I think you're seeing a lot of direct to consumer brands now. It's like, oh, we have to make the unit economics work. We, we just hid behind, you know, a balance sheet with 30 million and we put it all towards advertising saying it'll work one day. And so I liked that where it's like, hey, we wouldn't place a new PO because it was my money, <laughs> took all my life savings. We wouldn't place a new PO until we sold through enough units. It was like classic fundamental business. Not that I knew it was, it was that. And I'm not saying it was a perfect business, but it's like, hey, there was like actual product market fit because customers kept coming back and telling other people. So I'm glad it worked that way. Again, in hindsight, it's like, oh my gosh, when Facebook ads were so much better in those years, you know, people say those are like the golden years. It's like, man, instead of saying, telling you today, we're doing 15 million in revenue this year, it's like, we probably could have skipped a couple of years and we'd be talking about 30 or 50. So personally, I am happy with how it worked. Of course, we made tons and tons of mistakes which led to a lot of those midnight moments. But that that was kind of how it happened. So, you know, 2019, me and one other guy, Jordan, of that initial group of five, I decided to do it full-time because it's like I did a spreadsheet. I'm like, oh, we only have to sell X number of units, and this will be a better life than being a management consultant, which I thought I was going to do. <laughs> and um, So is he considered your co-founder? Yep. Uh -huh. so the Jordan, other ones are not, right? No. And so, yeah, Jor Jordan is awesome, and he's the one who has been doing it with me since 2019. Awesome. Uh, and he runs all our marketing and design. So he's the actual wizard. Shout out to Jordan. Yeah, shout out to Jordan. Um, and yeah, so he was like, hey, you're a smart guy and you're doing this full time. Can I join you? And I mean, shows you how dumb we were. It's like, yeah, you can. I just gotten married and net revenue in the month of February of 2019 when he called me was $4,000. So that's net revenue. That's 
not taking gross margin into account. That's like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this could support two adults. <laughs> <laughs> three. Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's a smart idea. <laughs> um, so anyway, that that was kind of how we got there. Again, very passive. In 2019, we decided to do it full time, didn't have any cash. And it's like, hey, let's email every customer and say, Hey, AJ, thanks for buying. I and it was a little bit creepy, but it's like, oh, I noticed you're in Mapleton. My cousin went to uh, you know, Maple Mountain. Would and you try to make some sort of connection. Uh, I've been, it's like even something like San Bernardino. Oh, I've been to San Bernardino one time. It's a great city. I had ice cream there. Yeah, yeah I had ice cream there. Uh, <laughs> we would be really grateful if you share, if you love the product, if you share it with three people, just like forward an email. And so, so scrappy referral yeah, program uh-huh. kind of thing. Cool. And, and they weren't incentivized in any way. It's just saying, hey, we're, we're college students, because I technically still was at the time. Please. Just help us chase the dream. So that was 2019. And then if we're going back to 2020. So yeah, we hit 300,000 in revenue. That was the goal we set. We said, hey, we want to hit 250,000. And if we do, let's keep pursuing this thing. Uh, uh, like really full time and not like toy with applying for other jobs. And then March 2020 hits and we're really chugging along. It's like, Oh my gosh. And that's when we read every case study, you know, from the Great Recession. It's like the companies that invested most into marketing came out on top afterwards because of brand awareness. You look at it, it's like those companies spent $100 million and they're called Nike or Airbnb. Or <laughs> so definitely not the right, like, comps. But for whatever reason, we're like, let's either die really fast, like swinging, or let's give ourselves a shot to be top of mind if customers ever come out of this COVID slump back into dress shirts and then after gaining 15 pounds, they need a new dress shirt for their wardrobe. Like let's be top of mind when no other ad, you know, no other dress shirt companies are investing into ads or marketing. So 2020, we did 2.1 million. We, that's when we really started to lean into video. And so just basically just guys pouring stuff on themselves and showing stretch like tug of war using the dress shirt. And I think that's where it finally clicked. It's like, oh, we can show customers the difference rather than using words. Um, and I will say, I mean, we lost money that year. Uh, every other year, at least on an EBITDA perspective, we have made money. 2020, we did $2.1 million in revenue, and we lost 700000 So we took on tons of debt. We didn't raise. And again, it looked very, very naive. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what were we thinking? <laughs> uh, Still high to the right. Yeah, the yeah, curve yeah. kept going. And, and it worked. And again, we were like, we think we're, we're, we want to bet on ourselves. We think, unlike a, let's say, mattress. I love mattress companies, so I'm not trying to trash like Purple or Casper. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's not like, oh, it's going to be eight years until they buy another one. It's like, hey, if we get them to buy a white dress shirt, now let's expand our product mix deliberately. We get AJ to buy a white dress shirt. Now let's get them into a pair of pants or, you know, a tie. Um, so that that's where I think we finally started to think about this, like being a viable business. So 2020, we did 2.1 million. Again, we lost a lot of money. That all just went into marketing and growth. 2021, we did 6.7 million and just barely broke even. We, you know, 100,000 EBITDA. 2022, we did 11 million. And we made 800000 in EBITDA this year. We'll probably, I mean, depends how Q4 sh- shakes out. And if this podcast goes viral, 
uh, that'll really help sales. Yeah, let's make that happen. <laughs> Share Don't your podcast you. with three people yeah, in make, some city to, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, we need to send an email to all we the cities. Do. Please, please. I, yes, we AJ's do. AJ's had ice cream in San Bernardino. Yes, let's do it. I uh, love that strategy. And yeah, this year, you know, hoping to make 1.5, uh, 1.3 to 1.5 uh, on that 15. Well done. Well, thank you. 15 million. So how many shirts is that? How many dress shirts, roughly? Yeah, uh, well, in terms of product mix breakdown, we're still a dress shirt company and 99% of ad spend goes there. And that's what we want to be best in class at. We don't want to become, I mean, I would love to become a clothing company, but I think to get to where we want to be in a profitable and sustainable way, we have to be best in class at. And it's being best at class at that value white dress shirt for the everyday guy. And so white dress shirts makes up 70% of revenue. So, you know, we're white or excuse me, 65%. So white dress shirt company first, Another 15% comes from pattern shirts, solid shirts, just like this black shirt. Uh, then the rest are pants, ties, suit jackets, socks, polos. We just launched a little bit ago. So uh, all in all, we've passed a million units sold, which is exciting. But, you know, the composition of that 15 million ends up being, I don't know, 400,000 shirts, give or take. A lot of shirts. That's so awesome. That is really cool. So you said 250,000 customers. Was that early on? That's not today. Like you've served way more than 250,000 customers at this point, right? Direct to consumer, it probably ends up being right around there. Wholesale where, okay, yeah, you know, AJ talked about one of our wholesale partners, Mr. Mac. Again, huge shout out. I guess technically I'm sponsored by them. <laughs> uh, huge shout out to them. Uh, best partners in the business. There's no way we, and we don't like track sell through. Yeah. I mean, I know how many units they sell. I don't know how many units you were talking about your son, Ash, Mm -hmm. my son, Ashton. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea if you bought two units, one unit, seven units. Actually, it's funny that you say that because normally I would have just bought one shirt with each suit because we each bought a suit, Mm -hmm. but they're like, no, you ought to take two or three and see how you like them. And then, you know, if you don't bring them back or whatever, and we bought three each and I've never done that. I don't even know why I did that, but (laughs) maybe that's kind of their whole ploy, right? Is Uh to get you to buy multiple units. it, it, It definitely isn't. Of course, that makes the business chug along a lot. Yeah, better. right. So, you, you, if you factor in wholesale, it's probably quite a bit better number. But in terms of something, I could actually stake my flag in the ground right now. Let's say two hundred fifty and counting. So AJ doesn't count as an individual customer, but I do because I, I bought from the website. Yes, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say you're more valuable than him, but, <laughs> but I count. Yeah, we there have you your go. customer data. I'm not counted. Like. That's oh. why I'm not getting your email. I'm going to get yeah. the ice cream email, and you're not. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> Dang. I'll send it to you. Yeah, you'll be okay, one of the people you. I send it, it to. to. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to that point, I mean, um, you know, Ben, is there a way that people, if they, after hearing this or in other, you know, instances, can they go on and subscribe somewhere and, and yep. get more information about your company? Yeah, or? absolutely. So, I mean, we love getting people to subscribe to our emails and texts. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm going to sound very transactional. <laughs> the opposite of that guy texting about, you know, San Bernardino or emailing about San Bernardino. I mean, we love having customers subscribe because then we have their customer data and we can email them again. And hopefully we know, and we're not there yet. That's where we're trying to get really good at segmentation. But it's like, hey, Jake's birthday is April 14th. When is your birthday? The day before Christmas. Oh, I was close. <laughs> yeah, December, Christmas Eve. Shout 24th. out Christmas Eve. December yeah. 24th. I was close. Uh, but it's like, well, I don't love December 24th as much because we send tons of uh, promotional yeah, emails around, around there. Yeah, yeah. But let's just say it's April 24th. Uh, March 11th is yeah, March 11th. Okay, it's, perfect. Great. it's perfect time. 
Uh, random. Yeah, so is so is Christmas. No, it's Eve. fine. It's a horrible birthday. <laughs> I've I've come to terms with it. Man, you, you've yeah. got Christmas Eve dinner and birthday dinner all in one. No, I got just a... realized when I was like ten years old that they weren't there to celebrate me. <laughs> <laughs> I was sharing it with somebody way more important. Uh, <laughs> did, did you get extra presents? No, I got feel? way less presents. My brother is a January sixth, and I always felt so bad for him. Would be that's flying. Awful. That's when we'd fly back to Hong Kong or Asia where we lived. And like we'd celebrate it on a plane. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> and, awful. And it's like, well, you got Christmas, you got presents like two weeks ago. Those count. Yeah, mm. you got something yeah. bigger, but it was for both, and you only got to open it once. One time so a year. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, but yeah. anyways, March 11th. Yeah, but yeah. We we, we want to get better at saying, hey, it's March 11th. Here's your birthday. You get a free tie with a purchase of forty dollars or more. Mm. We don't get that when it's through wholesale, obviously. Yeah. But on the other hand, then we don't have to pay. We pay 55 bucks on social media to acquire you as a customer. We don't have to pay that at wholesale. They don't so, share that information with you at all, probably, right? Uh, the wholesalers? The no. And, and a lot of theirs is like foot traffic or they've been there for 70 years, yeah. just like Mr. Mac. And it's like, right. oh, uh, there's enough like association where I'm going to get my suit at Mr. Mac. So we purposely try to choose wholesale partners for that reason where they've spent 70 years building up like goodwill. Smart. Yeah. So that's your partner strategy is go with those that have name recognition in their market in their category and then just borrow their audience, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as bad as that sounds. And, and we think we benefit as well, especially, you know, 20% of revenue comes from wholesale or B2B. So a store like Mr. Mac, we've got, you, uh, you said you're from Logan, so the cater Originally. shop, if you know them. Mm -hmm. uh, every... every small town or every town in America, not small town, every town in America has like the mom and pa, like prom store. Mm. They're a great customer. And can we go serve them? And with our progressive fabrics, can we kind of bring them back into relevancy in a world where dress shirts are kind of going away? So it's a great partnership uh, in that sense. We both help each other. How do you, okay, so your dress shirts have the blue button. So that's how you differentiate the shirts, mm -hmm. right? But pants and ties, how do you do that with those? That, that's where it's tougher. I mean, we try to have all the exact same, we call them TFEs, so technical, functional, and emotional benefits. We want to make sure if you put on an article of clothing from Collar, it has all the same like baseline. Oh, this thing's going to stretch. This thing's going to be comfortable. This thing's going to breathe. Obviously, we have to tackle it with cotton. This thing's going to repel stains because I think people just associate that with us. So it has to have all the same like fundamental similarities and features. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the first thing we do. So, you know, ties and pants. Consistency across yeah, your product yeah, line. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. much better said. Consistency across the product line. Mm -hmm. In terms of like showcasing. Mm -hmm. Branding. Yeah, branding. The branding yeah. side, yeah. Much harder, you know. Mm. And we're okay with that. We don't, we're not trying to acquire a tie customer. I, would, I mean, I'd love to have you only buy ties. Uh, but what's even better than that is the, the, just the journey we've seen over those 250,000 customers is you buy a white shirt and then can we, in, within 30 days, get you to buy another product. And then you as a customer are our most profitable and best customer and then better chance of you know becoming an advocate. So we haven't worried about branding as much, as bad as it sounds for those adjacent or new product lines and categories because we want them to be profitable like on their own. And we don't think we're going to be the best in class at pants, for example. Mm -hmm. Everything supports. Yeah. Every, the white everything shirt. supports the white shirt and Got vice it. versa. Like 
It's the gateway drug is what we say. The white dress shirt is the gateway. And then hopefully we enter you into the NCAR universe. That's awesome. Okay. So, uh, how do people reach out? Um, how do they, you know, is it the website the best way? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll take people however, however they come, uh, and whatever shape or form they come. Uh, the website is definitely the best. I think we have an awesome customer service team. If you ever do need help, we really try to dial in the website to be a good customer experience. So yeah. And caller.com. If I could read, if I could change the name, it kind of gets stuck in the throat. I don't love it. The initial name was blue and white collar. Idea being you could be a blue collar, a blue collar uh, plumber or a white collar city manager. And the shirt serves you equally. Yeah. Well. It was just such a mouthful. And all those, all those cousins that you talked about, <laughs> they couldn't remember the name. They're like, oh, how's blue white uh, collar? How's blue and blue collar? And it, it's like, okay. And we thought we had so much brand recognition. It's like, we can't get rid of everything. We can't do a total rebrand. So we'll get rid of the blue. We'll get rid of the white and do and color. And color. In hindsight, we had like 800 customers. I'm like, man, we should have just chosen an awesome name. So it's kind of stuck. And I actually love the name. Well, thank you. I'm okay with it too. But, you couldn't go with color, obviously. That was probably no. taken. I mean, if I could rebrand it and we like liked the name color, it's like I do something like blue collar where it's like, hey, like this shirt will like work hard for you. Mm. Again, I could do reverse engineering and say, oh, well, the reason we chose Ann Collar is X, Y, Z, but that's the, tr- that's the truth. Just I the like other that. name's too long. Yeah. I like the Ann Collar, though, because it's a little more inclusive. I mean, if you were to do blue collar or something, you're all of a sudden you are segmenting yeah, out you know, that professional crowd that consider themselves white collar folks, right? That's a good so. point. Hmm. What, um, okay, I don't know if we got to the point where we were sharing contact information. Website you said is the best. You're probably on all the socials as well, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep, all just under and caller. And that, oh, that's where I was getting. It's the ampersand. So, you know, the and symbol. A lot of people do the at symbol. but It's the and symbol. And uh, but to find it online, you have to spell it out. So A-N-D. A-N-D. Caller. Got it. Cool. Um, okay. I don't know if we got to this point, but um, usually founders have, I mean, they've gone through this long journey, right? And I'm assuming you had some entrepreneurship experience growing up and things because it doesn't it seems like you didn't just jump into this you you had some background there is that right mm-hmm. okay what um what is the craziest or most wild or most unbelievable story you've had in this entire journey where you you're at a dinner party and they're like tell us something wild about your business and this is what you share i'll do two quick ones okay um the first one you talk about midnight, what did you call them? Midnight, midnight founder founders. moments. Uh, so I told you we'd order, you know, 1,000 units at a time. Then it becomes 2,000, 3,000 units. It was the biggest PO in our company's history at the time. I think it was came September 2018. So again, we're very small. But our manufacturer sends cream shirts. I'm trying to see what's in here. I mean, almost how this green is like close to white. It was like that, but with a yellow hue, so much worse. Uh, like, <laughs> and it's like, hey, you didn't send us white shirts. We're a white shirt company, and they sent us, I mean, straight up cream, not too far off from Dwight Schrute's shirts from the office, <laughs> and, and the mustard shirt. Yeah, and it, and they're like, no, that's very popular in America. I'm like, no, that's not. That's that's not. We don't like, care. That's not yeah. what we ordered. But we didn't have any payment terms at the time, so I'd already given them cash, and they're like, no, it's popular. So it's like, oh my gosh. What are we going to do with this? The company's over. That's what you asked that question earlier. 
And it's like, okay, well, let's just be really transparent about it and try to sell it. We'll tell customers it's a prototype shirt, like we're trying to get to white. And so we straight up said on the site, this shirt is not white. Uh, and called it <laughs> prototype. And at the time, our MSRP was $45 for the shirts. And we priced it at 25 You know, cost of goods on that is, let's say, 12 13 bucks. Uh, it's like, hey, we've got $25 yellow shirts. And it's, no one's going to buy it. And I think to date, that's still our like fastest like turn, you know, our fastest <laughs> inventory <What>? turn. <laughs> so oh I, fa- I found out that uh, you know, there's there's some price uh, elasticity. They were right. Yeah, they, they were right. They, they, this is a really popular. Yeah, it's popular. I wonder if you're gonna really set up popular. a second line here, <laughs> yeah, man. And, and, and the cust- the customers, it's funny. That's how we really know who like OG customers were. We occasionally get emails even to today you know, five years later saying, Hey, are you coming back out with prototype shirts? <laughs> it's like, no, we hope to never have prototype. They shirts were again. vintage. Yeah. Vintage. And they so, were numbers. So. Yeah. So maybe you can find those on eBay, yeah. but, but, uh, that's, that's cool. Hilarious. That's a good story. What's the second one? Uh, second one. I mean, isn't necessarily a wild story. It's, 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 I'd say it's probably my favorite is, uh, um, my wife and I had just gotten married and we didn't get very many orders again. You know, this is December, 2018. My, my wife and I had just gotten married that day and between the wedding and then the reception later at night, there was this, and we're doing all the customer service, of course, back then there's this customer that emailed and said, Hey, I need 12 shirts. I'm, my son's going to Bogota and in like 24 hours is leaving tomorrow and I forgot to buy shirts. Uh, can you get them here wow. at the time? And I'm like, that's like the staple. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that seems weird that you forgot that. Yeah. Uh, and we got married in Bountiful, Utah. So and hopefully people know where that is. Uh, and it was like Cottonwood Heights. So I don't know, 30 minutes. Drive. Well, that explains a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No offense from that area. And. We had had a shipment of shirts shipped to my parents' house, which is in Salt Lake, so it was on the way. And I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, between the wedding and reception, are you okay if we like... This was on your wedding day you were doing yeah, this? Yes, so it's on the wedding day. He's so, a true midnight founder, man. Oh, my goodness. Because uh, I'm like, this is the, this is singularly the biggest order we'll have in company history. It's 12. Yeah, it's 12. It's 600 bucks. It's like... Non-yellow white shirts. Non-yellow. Yeah, non-yellow. <laughs> it's like, this thing's going to pay for our honeymoon. <laughs> uh, we've got to do it. And sure enough, yeah... I think she's still like in her wedding dress and I'm in my full suit and we knock on the door. Cause I mean, I didn't want to just drop it off. They're leaving to where I'm like, Hey, uh, is now I remember knocking and it's one of those moments where they see a couple in wedding clothes and think it's the wrong place. And so like you clearly hear voices on the inside, there's lights on the inside and they like, are really quiet after we knock and kind of looking and like, <laughs> and I'm like, I have your shirt. I'm not, I promise I'm not soliciting. Like I have this your is shirt. The start of a horror movie. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. They, they take over the cabin. And, <laughs> yeah. Do you know who they are to this day? I mean, that would be a fun, like that's recapture. Fun. Yeah. I, I would love yeah. to hear. I could tell you their name. I would love to hear their side of the story. Yeah. Uh, it's a great social media, uh, like social media content. Piece, yeah, actually. Ser- yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, just dropped off the shirts and then headed to our reception. I'm like, hey, I, these are your 12 shirts. Wow. Uh, and your wife was okay with that? She was okay with it. Oh, uh, well, I don't know if she, maybe it was the honeymoon phase. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if we did it now, oh it's like, it doesn't work. But yeah. 
Well, you got to have support from your spouse when you're starting. Oh, she's like awesome. This. She's, yeah. I mean, she was the only one with an income for the first two years. Wow. Uh, awesome. And she was like, Hey, like, let's do this thing. She put a time frame on it. I mean, we, together we did. It's like, Hey, if we don't like see this become a real viable thing within a year, let's go get a job and we'll call it a great MBA. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that is we, cool. we lost 15. Cause I, we set aside the two of us. We said, Hey, this is 20 grand to start the business. We'll pretend that was never there. Uh, if we lose it, which we probably will, it was an investment into learning. It's cheaper than an MBA. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Great. So that, that, that was the like pact we came to together. I promised her if it didn't work out, I'd move her somewhere really cool. I live in West Lehigh now. So, so it worked out. I mean, <laughs> very cool. I, I guess you yeah, very cool. cool. Yeah, you West went Lehigh. to the top of the list on that thing. You're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do a plug for myself, but West <laughs> Lehigh, baby. It's there. So is she much involved with the business today or nope. not really? Which we both like. She works at, in the UVU athletics department. She okay. has the cool job. I'm, I'm like, you're living the dream. Mm. Uh, and she checks in. Back in the day, you know, on Shopify, it's like this rush of dopamine. You see every order come in. And it's like, oh, we got a $48 order. Uh, so back in the day, she'd like do balloons when we hit our first ever 100000 in monthly revenue. Uh, you know, first like 50,000, first 100,000, you get balloons and donuts with the one. Oh, 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 oh. And now I will say we kind of lost like the charm. It just, I think, happens as you start to get a little bit bigger. It's like, oh, we didn't do that for 1 million. Uh, and I'm not just her, just like internally as a team. But yeah. she, yeah, she's the most supportive and uh, just amazing. And what was her response when you first met her and, you're, and you said, what was the line you said at the beginning of the podcast? Like, I'm a white I'm a shirt shirt salesman. salesman. Yeah. What was her response to that? Thankfully, I wasn't when we first met. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think, so this came yeah, after. I think that'd be tough to come back from <laughs> yeah. as a first impression. <laughs> yeah. But her response, once I did launch it and we were dating, we'd only been dating for like two months at the time, but she had this big garage in South Provo. So yeah, again, really close to here. She lived in a house uh, with an, an adult job. And I'm like, hey, I've got 2,000 units. Can I stick those in your garage? We've been dating for two months. She she jokes, and I think there's a little bit of truth to it, that if we didn't end up getting married, she would have burned that inventory. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, so she's very supportive from the beginning. She even helped me sort it by skew, saying, hey, this is by this size, by this size, and kicked one of her roommates out from the garage so that it could make room for uh, wow. cardboard boxes with dress shirts. She sounds like Heck a keeper yeah. from the get-go. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's awesome. That's cool. Well, uh you have a really humble uh, personality, the way that you talk about the company and the growth that you've experienced. And even before when we were talking, you're like, I don't know if I'll have a ton of advice, but you've shared great advice along the way. But is there anything that you've seen or learned um, over this journey since 2017 that you would share uh, with somebody that's just getting ready to, to start their company? Yeah, the first one, again, the moat, however I worded it, I kind of like the way I said that. Yeah, you did <laughs> the, great. Yeah, the, the moat is smaller or getting smaller. or it's, Yeah, smaller than you think where it's like, oh, this is really big and daunting. It's like, hey, I, I don't know tech, so I'm just going to preclude myself from that conversation. Uh, but let's say consumer. It's like, hey, I want to create a golf shoe, kind of like bad birdie, like fun style, but let's say a shoe. Hop on Alibaba, and make a Shopify account for $19.99 a month. You're already set up with a payment processor or a store. Like you can do things very cheap. And for less than a grand, you can get a hundred units with a website that looks pretty professional. And so that, that'd be the first thing. And the second thing is, I think just like, hold on. I'm amazed at, 
you know, you, you, you read about the statistics and I, I don't know them off the top of my head about survival rates of businesses, you know, year one, year two, year three, year four, uh, year five and so on. It's like, Hey, yeah, dress shirt. No one's wearing dress shirts in 2020, but if we can just make it to like the next year, things will work out. Or, Hey, if we can just sell these yellow shirts, we can make it to the next white batch. Uh, you know, even now it's like, Hey, at different times we've toyed with the idea of raising money. It's like, Hey, you know, now is probably not the time. And thankfully we kind of hold the cards. If we can just hold on a little bit longer, maybe things open up on a, like a macro level, uh, customer acquisition costs. We were horrible in 20, in 2020 and 2021. And that's when we thought we'd have to raise money. It's like, okay, if we can just learn this one thing, how we, how can we acquire a customer for less than $55? Because that works in a 12-month LTV cohort. We can make the make the business work. So, yeah, just like hang on and tackle one thing at a time. And I think there's like huge compounding effect, a uh, huge compounding effect. It's mm. awesome. It's great advice. Great advice. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, Ben. This has been really fun. Appreciate getting to know you. And uh, huge fans of Ann Collar and will be for many years to come. And I would I would assume that that's part of the, the business model is that repeat clientele. And that's what you're tracking, I'm, I'm assuming, as well. Yep. So if I, and I'll just say this really quick, 2020 was the year of, you know, we've done like the pendulum. 2020 was all about customer acquisition and filling top of funnel. And it's like, hey, we've got to find a customer base. Last year, I'd say our biggest struggle was we kind of neglected top of funnel and totally wanted to optimize, you know, for profitability and optimize like existing customers. We're now we're kind of back in the middle and you say, hey, we still have to find new customers while optimizing existing ones. And again, I know that sounds horribly transactional. It's like, I'm not trying to just squeeze That's money. That's the out audience of you. you're talking but, to. But, but it's like, hey, hopefully we're providing a good enough product to you that you don't feel like you're getting squeezed. And Because I never wanted to be a, a let's just say, a snake oil salesman where it's like, hey, we're going to give you a bad product and run away with your $55 or $110, whatever you, know, you give us. It's like, hey, hopefully someone can walk away and be like, hey, I'm a promoter. I'm so glad that I gave that $110. So that, that's always been, sometimes we've hit it, and hopefully more often than not we've hit that. Sometimes we haven't, and it's like, hey, if we've, we've failed somewhere, then let's go fix it. But yeah, we, we love our repeat customer base, and I think you have a pretty horrible business if you can't keep serving people you paid Very good cool. money to come over. Very cool. Thanks, Ben. Been good to have you on the Midnight Founders podcast. Awesome. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, we're, Jake. Thanks, we're excited Jake. for what's next with uh, Ann Collar. Good luck. Fingers crossed. See ya. The Midnight Founders Podcast is a podcast about entrepreneurship that is hosted by CB Vault and Rev Road. CB Vault is the entrepreneur arm of Central Bank. And Rev Road is a venture services firm where companies come to grow. Thanks for listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is AJ and Jake signing out.